0: Welcome to the Semper Fit Podcast, where we will discuss the journey, struggles, and secrets of longevity and aging. Hello and welcome to the Semper Fit Podcast. I'm your host, David Coelho. Today, let's talk about pet ties. We're going to go into what they are, what they do, and how to use them. But first, let's do a quick disclaimer. The content provided in this site is for educational and informational purposes only. If you have any health issues or health questions, please contact your health provider. So what are peptides? Peptides are a chain of amino acids. Amino acids are the fundamental blocks for uh, proteins. And proteins build everything in your body, including tissues, bones, tendons, and ligaments. I'm going to simplify this a bit more. Actually, I'm going to simplify a lot more. When 2 to 50 amino acids join together, they create a peptide. Those combinations of amino acids can create thousands of peptides. And those peptides Signal our body to do something such as managing blood sugar level, such as insulin, or tell our body when to heal wounds. I I don't know if you knew this, but insulin is one of the oldest peptides that we use. As we get older, those signal mechanisms don't really work the way they used to. So, by increasing the number of peptides, we could potentially increase the signaling process to help our bodies and guide our bodies to heal faster and manage day-to-day processes like managing blood sugar level. There are thousands of peptides out there, but they're usually broken down in different categories. So let's go down the categories of peptides so we can understand a little more what they do and how they work. There are six main categories used in the industry and also by biohackers. Number one is performance-enhancing peptides. Number two, anti-aging peptides. Number three, healing peptides. Number four, weight loss peptides. Number five, pet peptides. Number six. Immunity boosting peptides. Now let's get deeper into each category. Number one, performance enhancement peptides. They are aimed at improving strength, endurance, and overall physical performance by stimulating growth hormone releases. An example of performance enhancement peptide is CJ-1295. This peptide is known for the ability to increase growth hormone secretion, which can enhance muscle growth and overall physical performance. Number two. Anti-aging peptides focus on reducing the effects of aging, such as skin wrinkles and muscle loss. These peptides might stimulate collagen production and or support cellular repair. An example of anti-aging peptide is Matrozil, and I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. It's also known as Pametol 3, and I know I butchered that. Metrocil is often found in skin care products. It's also celebrated for the ability to stimulate collagen production, Potential reducing wrinkles and improving skin elasticity. As you know, as we get older, our skin actually becomes saggy. And this could help, or they say it helps, uh, make your skin stronger and more firm. Number three, healing peptides. Used to speed up recovery from injuries or surgery by promoting tissue repair and reducing inflammation. An example of a healing peptide is BPC-157, which is one of the most common uh, peptides out there. And it's also one of the most use peptides out there. BPC-157 is reputable for quick healing properties, especially in tendon, ligaments, and muscles, making it popular among the athletes, biohackers, for injury and recovery. Another one that you could also implement or stack up, meaning that you could work, uh, you could use along with BPC-157 is TB-500. Number four, weight loss peptides, intended to aid at the fat loss or an increased metabolic rate. An example of weight loss peptide is AOD 9604. This peptide is a fragment of a human growth hormone that is believed to accelerate fat burning and loss weight without significantly impacting the blood sugar level, which is a big deal for us. Number five, neutrotropic peptides. They are designed to enhance cognitive functions, including memory, focus, and creativity. An example of a neutrotropic peptide is CMAX. Originating from Russia, CMAX is often used for its cognitive enhancement properties, including improving memory, concentration, and providing neural Number 6. immunly Boosting Peptides They are aimed at strengthening the immunity system. For example, Thymusin-alpha-1. in thymusin alpha one is utilized to boost the immune system, particularly in fighting infections or chronic diseases, by enhancing the action of T-cells. Now, a lot of these peptides could actually be used together to enhance their qualities, such as, let's say, BPC 157 and also TB 500 for healing peptides. As of today, we do have a lot of research based on animal testing, but at this time, we don't have enough human research data. So now that we know what they are and what they do, you're probably wondering how do we take them? How do we actually administer this kind of um, peptides? There are essentially five ways to actually administer peptides into your body one of them is injections, the other one is oral, nasal sprays topical solutions like creams and gels, and we also have transdermal patches. When it comes down to injections, there's several ways you could administer a peptide. One of them subcutaneously, injecting into the fat layer just beneath the skin. This is a common method for peptides involved involve bodybuilding, weight loss, and anti-aging due to its ease accessibility and also self-administration, and is affected in absorbing the peptide itself. The second one is actually intramuscular, right, or IM, injecting directly into the muscle. This method is used for peptides that require fast absorption into the bloodstream. The third method is intravenous, which is IV. It is directly injected into the vein. This is a less common method for personal use and is typically administered by clinical settings. Oral. Some peptides are available in pills and in capsule forms. The oral administration is usually less common because the digestive system may break down the peptide before it even gets to the bloodstream. However, certain peptides are formulated To withstand digestion, nasal sprays. Peptides like Cmax are often administered as a nasal spray. This method is used by peptides that target the cognitive functions, and usually nasal administration offers a direct route to the brain and bypassing the blood-brain barrier, which is more effective than other methods. Topical creams and gels. Topical creams or gels for peptides that target skin issues such as anti-aging or wound healing. Topical creams applications are usually common. Usually, they are applied directly into the skin, allowing the peptide to act locally and focus on that area. And lastly, transdermal patches. Similar to topical solutions in cream, transdermal patches release peptides slowly through the skin over time. This method is usually used for systemic effects or when you want continuous delivery to the target area. Now that we know what peptides are and how they're categorized and also how to take them, let's find out a little more when to take them. Okay, which this is a big topic. Before taking any kind of peptides or looking into that route, try to have a clear purpose of what you want to do with this. Whether you want to achieve muscle growth, fat loss, or skin rejuvenation. The dosage and frequency really depends on the purpose, why you want to use the peptide, and the way you're going to use the peptide. Pretty much, how are you going to administer that peptide into your body? To keep it safe, always start a low dosage and increase it as needed to help you guys have a baseline. I will post a chart on SemperTot Fit on what will be the minimum requirements in dosage on certain pet ties. If you got them from a clinical setting or your healthcare provider, they will usually tell you how to take them and when to take them. If you got them outside healthcare provider, usually try to file a minimum amount that you should take based on research. So now that we know the basic fundamentals about pet ties, let's try to get into what to look out for. There are a lot of things you got to be careful when buying pet ties, especially if you're getting them from outside your healthcare provider guidelines. Here are the main things you got to be careful when buying pet ties. Sourcing quality. Purchase pet ties from a reputable supplier or a pharmacy. Look for providers that offer third-party testing and results or certify COA to ensure purity and quality. That's a must. Number two, legality. Make sure that the pet ties are actually legal in your country or your region. If pet ties are not legal in your area or country, sometimes you could find a loophole which allows you to buy pet ties from research companies. Just make sure that this providers offer you third-party testing results or certificate analysis to ensure the purity and quality of your product. Number three, be careful the information you get from the internet. A lot of times when you go to social media or let's say YouTube or even a lot of this podcast, they're trying to push products into you. They may not be the best products for you, and they'll give you something that is um, not necessarily true. Make sure the person who's actually promoting the product is not associated to that particular company or, let's say, uh, making money by pushing pet ties into you. Before you buy any kind of pet ties, make sure you do a lot of research on the potential side effects and also the safety of the product itself. Understand that this can help you make an informed decision and also minimize any kind of risk. Ensure that you understand the proper storage and handling required for PET ties. If you handle these products improperly, that could damage the effectiveness of the product itself. Number six, consult your healthcare provider before and after taking a PET ties. If you're not going with your healthcare provider, at least have a baseline of your blood work before and after taking a PET ties. So this way you could do some kind of analysis and find out whether this worked or not. Now, let me give you my take. I think PET ties are a great option when it comes to longevity and aging because they're flexible, less expensive than other options, and you won't go through harsh withdrawals if you ever want to quit, such as TRT. I hope this gave you a foundation about pet ties, what they are, how to use them, and when to use them. If you have any further questions or want to learn more about pet ties, please visit our site, which is Semper.fit S-E-M-P-R-E dot F-I-T. Or you could always email me at David at Semper that fit. Next week, we will follow up on more details on BPC 157 and TB 500. What they are, what they do, and how to use them. See you next time.